Man, praise Jesus. We had an awesome service this morning. For those of you that were there, uh, it was on prosperity, a prosperity in God's eyes, uh, and it was, it was definitely an awesome word, but that's actually besides the series that we're going to be talking about. So um, I just want to take almost a little bit of time just to reflect on what George shared last week on worship, worship and praise. This may have even been the week before, but I'm going to share what, what impacted me and what touched me. Um, but when he shared about the fact that worship and praise is not meant for us to receive, but worship and praise is meant for us to give the praise unto God. And as we give the praise unto God, that's when, that's when the fullness of worship comes active, becomes active and alive. And honestly, right there when he was sharing that word, I begin to just praise. I begin to worship. And I felt a refreshing uh, in my spirit. I felt a refreshing. And just even in worship and praise, because I feel like sometimes... We get into worship and praise, you know, it's a, regular, it's a regular thing that we do. But sometimes we can just sing the song. Uh, and me personally, the way that I worship and praise, like, I almost feel like I'm worshiping and praising better and more if I'm, like, super loud or, if, like, like, my body's, like, really feeling it, you know, and I'm just, like, going with the music. But, um, but worship and praise doesn't consist of the way that you move. Worship and praise doesn't consist of how loud, the, how loud you sing. Um, worship and praise consists and begins from the condition of your heart and where you come from in your heart. And so I just want to uh, kind of re or highlight uh, what touched me from that word, and that's to give worship and praise unto God, not expecting to get something back right here, right now. Otherwise, I'm not going to worship and praise the same. But to worship and to honor God, to praise God uh, with all of our heart and to give, to give it all as we sing the song. And um, a few of the things that I actually I, I want to I dive into um, when it comes to worship and praise. So I'll probably be sharing just a few things kind of from my life that, um, that have been like new words for me or, or conversations that I've had. So... I was um, over at my brother-in-law's house, and I, um, well, actually with my wife, we were over at my brother-in-law's house and my sister, and we were having conversations about, like, every one of these uh, topics, meaning when it comes to music, when it comes to, um, when it comes to drinking, when it comes to all these topics that in the churches can be so sensitive, and one church believes it this way, one church believes it this way, um, but basically, we were going into the depths and into just, and what I received from him, uh, what he was sharing about is the kind of what I want to take from this is um, Paul, when he was talking about um, his own convictions, and he was talking about how uh, although he, he was re in reference to some things, and he was talking about how for others, they can eat meat. You know, for some, they can eat meat, and it's fine. They can eat the pork, and it's fine. Uh, but he was talking about his own convictions and his own ways and the way that he chooses to do certain things. And it was interesting for me to, for me to see how Paul didn't look to the way that the culture was doing everything in order to figure out the way that he was convicted in his own heart and the way that he was led by the Spirit of God. And what I, what I begin to realize from this conversation about the scripture is that a lot of times it's, you know, we're, we're, told, we're told what to do. We're told 
that this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be. Um, so when it comes to like, when it comes to all these little details that are almost like gray areas, we almost don't even ask God in certain times if this is what he wants us to do. Um, but what I want to begin with tonight, and, and I know I'm like getting there gradually, is personal conviction. Is the fact that if it's a conviction to you, then it's a sin to you. There may be, there, there may be no scripture that says, hey, music of this world or music that has this and this and this words in it or talks about this is a sin. But to one, if you are personally convicted for this, this can be a sin to you. And so what I want to teach and what I want to begin with tonight when it comes to worship and praise is that God wants to teach you in everything. The Holy Spirit is close in your heart. He is active and alive in your heart. And it's one thing when you learn from hearing what somebody else says. That is important too when it comes to being under submission to our leaders, uh, believing in what our church believes in. We wholeheartedly believe in all of the details, all of the things, if we're involved, if we're under, if we're, if we're members. But um, what I want to say is that let's say you move out and let's say you move to another state and in this other state, uh, all of a sudden you're having a hard time finding a church and let's say a couple months goes by and you're looking for a body, you're looking for a body. When you're not under the submission of a church, you can almost have the gray areas of of music, the gray areas of, uh, let's say, drinking and all these details get really mixed up in your heart and your life. But it's important that we learn on our own to take responsibility for making decisions not by ourselves, but taking, uh, making decisions through the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ. And so, can I please get some water? My mouth is parched. Is that how you would say it, right? There we go. I'm a, or dry parts. I remember somebody said that once and I was like, dang, that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah, you can laugh. I know I can be cheesy. We're going to turn to um, Romans chapter 14. If you can turn there with me. I want to relate personal convictions to something that, um, to something that I, I've, I've been learning from probably a pretty young age when it comes to business. So my family, um, my brother, my oldest brother, Eddie, has his own broker, brokerage firm, so he has his own company. My brother, Roman, Pastor Roman, used to have his own dealership, just started another one. Um, my dad has a dealership as well. So a lot of, a lot of my family, we have they, they all have like business, you can say, kind of and type of mindsets. And so from the moment that I got a part-time job uh, working, working as like a law, a law technician at the dealership that my brother had passed down uh, or sold to one of his best employees, my brother right away uh, taught me, or you can say, or yeah, taught me a way of ownership. And he told me about how, hey, don't just do the things that you're told to. But take ownership in the company. If you see you're walking through the dealership and you see a piece of trash, pick up the piece of trash. As an owner would care for the little details, even if they don't concern his job title, care for all of the details. And so the way that, the way that I want to relate that is in my life from a young age, I did my best in what I saw. Maybe I had shortcomings, but I did my best in what I saw to take ownership 
to do my best, to work hard. Um, and through that, ever since a young age, I haven't, I haven't, I've definitely had amazing opportunities, but I haven't stayed in the same place. But there's been a, a continuous progression. Um, and a part of the reason has definitely been because I was taught from the very beginning to take ownership, to care for all the little details. And the way that I want to relate this is when it comes to our personal convictions, we have to care for them. Because when it comes to personal convictions, it can be as small as not watching movies, for example. And that can, I mean, that alone can become big in our lives very easily. But the thing is, with these details and things, not everybody is going to recognize it and see, hey, this personal, he has this personal conviction. So it's not just a matter of, oh, people are going to notice me, so I can't act like that. I can't do that. But no, this is a decision that happens in your own heart between you and God, between the Holy Spirit and you. And it's a decision that we must take ownership for because we can't be babysat through our whole way of Christianity and taught or uh, fed baby food. But we have to learn to go further. We have to learn to go higher. Romans chapter 14. Verse 10. Actually, verse 11. Shout amen if you're there. Amen. Amen. As surely as I live, says the Lord, every every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will, will acknowledge God. As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. For those of you that were here this morning, you heard of a few of the scriptures that Serge shared, one of which was Proverbs 16.4, everything has been made for him. And James 1.17, every good gift comes from him. Every good gift comes from him. What I want to begin with is everything we are, everything we have belongs to God. Um, we cannot worship and praise God in the way in the way that it's been uh, in the way that it's that in the way that it should be done unless we acknowledge and know that he is everything to us he is our savior he is our way nothing that we have we have because of oh I'm such a strong man and I'm so good and I have so much work ethic and it's because of my work if everything that we have the bible shows us every good gift everything it is in his hands it is his and the goal is not to make you think that you're poor and you have nothing. Because when you have God, you have everything. That's the reality. But we must understand that we are vessels in this area and we are not the source. We look to God as the source and through him, everything in our life happens. So further we'll read. So then, verse 12, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another Instead, make up your mind not to put uh, any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. So each and every one of us, there's going to come a day where we're going to stand in front of God and God is not going to say, well, because, uh, you know, because your neighbor did this and this and because everybody in the church did this and this, this is okay for you. No, there are going to be personal convictions that were Sins for one, not sins for another. So 
we must understand that there will come a day that we will stand before God on judgment day and we are going to be questioned for every thought, for every deed. We're going to read further. Uh, verse 14. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean by itself or unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Verse 19, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. Verse 20, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is, it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So God, or in this scripture in Romans, uh, it's taking it to the place that even if you are okay on your own, let's say, uh, with, with, your, with your standards, do not lead, if, if your own brother can fall into sin because of you, or if they are, let's say, just going through it, or they are weak in their faith, or in this area, or whatever it might be, then even when it comes to those that are around you, watch out for them. Don't just watch out for yourself. When it comes to the things that you do. And we're going to read further. Verse 22. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat. Because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Isn't that a powerful statement? And everything that does not come from faith is sin. So in everything that we do in these personal convictions, I guess a, a part of the place that I'm taking this is when it comes to the music that we receive, that we hear. Because there is also, in the, in the songs that we sing, there is something that we hear and that we receive. When we worship and we praise, we give but we also hear and receive the words. Like, for example, we were singing this morning, Let Faith Arise. And as I sang, Let Faith Arise, I was worshiping God in this, but my faith was also arising. And so in the music that we receive, uh, the let's say everyday music that we listen to, there is something that we receive. So what I'm saying with everything that I'm referencing to is the fact that your personal conviction matters. And on judgment day, that's going to be the most important thing is the things that God was convicting you of. Is making sure that we are not ignorant to the things that he says, but making sure that in all things we are hearing him. We have ears to hear. We have eyes to see. And I actually, um, another thing that I wanted to reference to when it comes to worship and praise is um, our worship and our praise also doesn't just consist uh, of being in this service. 
But our, our worship and praise goes on to every day of our life, in every part of our life, in everything that we do. And I think that when it comes to worship and praise, it's something that we can, um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I think of worship and praise, I'm always thinking of, hey, what can I do, God? You know, I see the things, I see the things that are lacking. I see maybe there's some things that I don't see, some ways that I don't see. But God, how can I worship and praise you in every moment of my life, in every minute of my life, in everything that I am, in every part of my life, not just on a Sunday or not just when I'm attending church or not just when I have to serve, but worship and praise you with everything. How can I do that, God? And as I begin to um, ask God, for one, some of the things that he spoke to me was to not blend into this world, but to be a light in this world, so to be separate from this world, uh, but also something, something that uh, something that God was um, something that God was convicting me of. Man, I lost my train of thought. You're you're welcome to laugh. You're loud. Um, well, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back, and then if I remember, if it comes back to mind, so. To not blend into this world with our way of the lifestyle that we live, the things that we do every single day when it comes to our worship and praise. And a few testimonies that I want to share, I guess some parts of my life that I was challenged in as I was in a, in a place where I, I asked God, how do I give you honor? How do I give you praise in this moment? And so I was actually getting a haircut at a place and... Um, and so I walk in and, sorry, and it's like, it's about 6.30, so every other haircut place was closed. But when I looked at the photos, I was like, okay, this place doesn't, doesn't look bad or anything, which it wasn't a bad place. I got great haircut, as you can see. But I walk in, it's a great layout. Uh, the music that's playing in that room is like, is heavy, uh, heavy rock music. Not my type of music at all. Uh, but what really shocked me is I'm sitting in, in this, you know, in this place. So there's only two employees. Uh, one is getting a haircut. One is prepping for me. And there's a video playing of this music. And the music and the video has, like, this person pop out of a corner in a mask. And then they have, like, a bag of blood. And then they splatter the bag of blood on all these pictures. Uh, and it, it, I literally was, like, what the heck are they playing? I was like, what is this? Um, and so as I'm sitting there, and then, and then I go to the man that's giving me a haircut, and he's homosexual, and then they have uh, all the uh, gay pride flags on every, on every mirror. And so I'm getting a haircut. Every time I get haircuts, I, just, I always wind up talking about God. That's just like... You know, I have, we have like 20, 30 minutes, and their job is to talk to you, so why not? <laughs> They're asking you the questions and getting you to open up. And so I just begin to share, I begin to share with this, well, actually, before I begin to share, I was like, God, what in the world am I, like, even supposed to say? And the funny part is, I've done this, you know, I've done this in many different scenarios in Africa. When we go out and we preach and we share the gospel in the streets, we meet people everywhere, in airports, and basically every place in my work. But still, in every moment, we have to be attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to what he's going to say. So I'm trying to hear because I'm like, 
this is, I'm like, this is probably not a moment that I'm going to share anything because I have no idea, and I'm probably going to really offend this guy, and I don't want to get anything off the wrong way. And, and so I'm just sitting there, and then we begin to talk, uh, and I just, uh, all I did, all I did was I shared my testimony. And there have been moments and times where I shared my testimony, uh, and that's about all, you know, where we ended, that was about it, and the person was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, thank you. Um, and I've had moments where we took it and I asked them the question, hey, do you want to give your life to Jesus? Um, and there have been people that said no. There have been people that have said yes. But basically what I'm sharing is um, not in every moment of your life, there is always going to be a, a reason to go to the Holy Spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit in order to not blend in into this world, but to worship and to praise God in every moment, no matter how dark the place that we might be in, uh, James, is it James 7, 16 or Matthew 5? You guys definitely don't know, but give me a second. Yeah, Matthew 5. You are the light of the world, and a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Therefore, or neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So it's obvious that we don't take a, a lamp and cover it up, right? What the heck is the point of the lamp if we have it covered up? So it's, it's this obvious truth that the Word is telling us of the fact that it's obvious that we will not blend in into this world as believers, it's obvious that we will be a light, that we will shine bright. Um, no matter how dark the place might seem and might be, no matter how challenged you might feel or be, uh, you're always going to be challenged. That's the truth. Continually, every day, you're going to be challenged uh, in every place. And another, another story that I want to share with you guys um, is, so this is, so a little while ago, um, I was was in a, in a crowd, not going to give like any descriptions, but basically I was just in a crowd where um, it's definitely not necessarily like the type of crowd that I'm normally hanging out with, meaning by their convictions are definitely different from mine when it comes to like the things that they talk about, the things that they do, how they do it. Um, but as I was in this crowd, and it wasn't like I was trying to be involved in all these things, it was just kind of like being put in, in this position, so... I'm sorry I'm not giving many details, and I apologize because normally I'm like a detailed person, so I'm giving all the details because I care about the details when it comes to people talking to me, but I'm not going to give all the details this time. But basically, <laughs> I'm uh, in this crowd, and again, challenged because I'm like, God, should I uh, just leave or should I be here? And so I'm thinking about uh, Jesus and how Jesus sat with the sinners, and he had supper with the sinners. He hung out with the sinners. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, Jesus didn't blend in with the sinners. So I'm like, okay, God, how can I not blend in? How can I not be the same? How can I not keep quiet because that's not who I am? And at the same time, be here and be a light. And in a way that is not going to cause them to be like, wow, this man is really trying to, you know, condemn me and put me down. And what the heck is up with this kid? Like, have him leave or whatever. Um, and so I literally was praying to God, asking God, but see, unless, um, 
we are challenging ourselves in our own personal convictions with the Holy Spirit that is inside of us. Uh, we will never learn how to, you know, how to not blend in with our, with our worship and praise because our worship and praise is continuous. It's forever. It's in all things. Uh, how to not blend in in those areas. The only way you can do that is by being placed in those positions, putting yourself in positions where you will be challenged and you will and you will have to learn. Um, and so we're going to, I just want to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that we get up. I know, I know you guys sat for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and I'm sure most of you are tired from a sunny day, but we're getting up for Jesus. <laughs> um, and I really just want to ask, I don't, I don't want to lead any, any person to a place of um, condemnation, because it's really easy to hear, hear, hear a message constantly on Sunday, and um, in our own mind, take, our, take ourselves to a place where like, man, I need to do this different. I need, need to do this better and this better. But certain things in our life, we're, like, like the scripture that we read, it said, it said that without faith, um, well, there's actually another scripture that says without faith it is impossible to please God. And then that one was also referencing to the importance of faith. And so faith is a, is a huge part um, also of our worship and praise. And we cannot, um, we cannot give the same worship and praise unto God unless it is out of a place of faith. And, for example, this Friday night we were, we were, we were worshiping and praying, and I really was teaching myself how to praise, how to worship, how to pray from a continuous place of uh, faith. Because in our shortcomings in our wrongs, in our sins, it's really easy for us to automatically assume that, that we should condemn ourselves, that, hey, man, I need to do better in this, or I suck at this, and I keep messing up in this, and God help me. And these are, these are at the same time, I mean, God help me, God rescue me. These are powerful prayers, but there is a, a prayer and a, a song of faith that is different and a change of, a change of heart uh, that I'm sharing, and that's praising, that's worshiping, that's praying out of a position of faith, out of a position of believing for the place that you're going to be. For example, uh, in all the Psalms, when David, when David did all the Psalms, in one moment he would be praising and worshiping God for the fact that he rescued him, for the fact that he is mighty and he is in his hands. And the next moment he would be talking about how all of this distress, all of his enemies surround him, but God is his victory. And so even in places of such toughness and, and, and a difficulty, David was able to worship. David was able to pray unto God out of a place of faith. And so our, our main focus tonight is just going to be the doing, the doing of what we've been hearing, uh, the doing of the messages that we heard. I know this wasn't like your 30 or 40-minute message to where uh, you have, and then you can, you know, do your routine and go to the altar, which is not wrong at all. But I, I want to put you out of a comfort place and encourage you tonight um, to worship, to praise, to pray, and to not, not set, like, we oftentimes have, like, almost a limit. Like, we go for five minutes, we go for ten minutes, and then all of a sudden, like, it, 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 almost, it almost runs dry or it runs out. And we almost have an expectation that, hey, we're just going to pray for a little bit and we're going to go. But 
I wanna, I wanna encourage every one of us to take this time to connect with God, to take this time to worship and to praise God, to ask questions, to fellowship with him. I mean, in all reality, what this is all about is for us to be encouraged, for us to be, leave encouraged and full of faith. And so we're going we're gonna to just press in and pray right now. God, we thank you. And you can feel free to lift up your voice. You don't have to be afraid for your neighbor to hear you. It's okay. Everybody's going to be focused right now on Jesus. We're all going to be focused in on God. God, we focus in on you. And we pray, God, that your kingdom may come, that your will, will may be done, God. And in this topic of worship and praise, we, looked, we look onto you, God, for every part of our life, every area of our life to be given onto you, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you may guide us deeper, that you may guide us further, that we would not be content with where we are, God, but that there may be a burning passion, a burning desire in our heart to do more, to not be okay with living life in the exact same way our whole life. But I pray, God, that there may be a desire, that there may be a passion that may rise up in our heart. Jesus. We want to see revival come. And revival begins in our own hearts. Revival begins out of our own desire. Our own desire to worship you. Our own desire to be yours. It's so easy to be distracted by this life. And everything that evolves. And everything that's so busy. And everything that happens being young. All of the decisions. All of the pressure. All of the questions. If this is okay, if this is the step that I should take, if this is the place that I should go. But Father, there is nothing more important than you. This is the reason that we're alive. This is the, re the reason that we breathe. It's to give worship back onto you. It's to give praise back onto you, Father. Our lives are yours. G4T is yours. All of this is for your kingdom, Jesus. Jesus, may there be a stirring. Because what we have is not enough. What we have is not it. But in our worship and praise, the presence of you, God, should be alive. And if the presence of you, God, is alive, miracles are alive. Signs and wonders are alive. And I proclaim, Jesus, that in our faith, we may not remain, but that our faith may arise unto you, Jesus. Let our faith arise unto you, Jesus. Let us believe. May we believe, God. God, I pray that every person here would connect with you. I just want to encourage you, get comfortable. It's okay to step aside. It's okay to walk and pace yourself back and forth. It's okay to get in a different row. It's okay to get on your knees. I want every one of us here tonight to be, to be comfortable to pray unto God, to be comfortable to worship Him. And so literally, I'm going to encourage you, move a little bit, move in a different spot, rearrange yourself, like literally, rearrange yourself. 
So I wanna, I wanna ask, I literally wanna ask everybody, I know we don't normally do this, but I want you to get comfortable, get your own space going right now. Find your place. Everybody in the middle, you can literally disperse out, find your, find your space, get away from your friends, focus in on Jesus. stand any place you want I don't know normally we're always squeezing everybody into the middle but you can be wherever you want right now you can go to the back you can lay down we're gonna create an atmosphere of freedom and as we worship and praise tonight give the worship and praise unto God and I expect that God will come through I expect that everything that follows the Spirit of God, everything that comes when the Spirit of God comes will be here.
we continue in worship and praise, I have a word that God gave me for somebody here. And I'm going to read to you Revelation, out of Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, to the angel. And this is, um, and this is John. And he's receiving this vision, just to give you, inform you guys of where we're at in the Bible. He's, he's receiving this vision, and he's saying in the scripture what is happening in the vision. And he, so he says, um, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write. Well, this is actually God, Jesus, God telling, um, telling John what to write. And so he's writing, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. So he's talking to the church, to a church, and he's saying, I know your deeds, I know your hard work, I know your perseverance. I know that you cannot to tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have preserved and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. So he's referencing the, the, the good things that this church is doing, the hard work, the perseverance, uh, the hardships that they've endured in their name, the, the false apostles that they've seen. And then he says uh, this important thing. He says in verse 4, Yet I hold this against you. You have, not, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. So it says here, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. I believe that there's somebody here that there is a first love, a first love that you have walked away from. And with the, the busyness of life and all of the deceivement and the lies that the devil is constantly trying to bring, he's doing everything he can to take you away from Jesus, to take you away from that first love. And it's important that we recognize how important it is. And I think it's clear in the scripture how important he's showing that it is that we walk in our first love. You know that, that if you can remember the first day, for, the, for those of you that have received Christ, that day that you received Christ, just bring yourself to remembrance. I'm going to give you a moment. Of the, uh, of the first moment that you received Christ when you gave your life to him. same way that in that first moment there was that young first love for Christ because you realize that he is the way that you have a, a way to life that is not of sin through him bring yourself to the remembrance and God is saying do not forsake that first love do not walk without that first love but continually walk in that first love every day no matter whether you've been a Christian most of your life, 10 years, 5 years, 1 year, we must walk in that first love. And I, and I just felt in my spirit that 
there are there's somebody there's somebody here that God wants to restore your heart he wants to renew your heart he wants to renew that first love that you feel like has been so distant for so long 